Pass, pass, pass. Pass the poutine. This is the poutine. Fries, cheese curds, and chicken gravy. This is the poutine. Hi everyone, it's your host Nina from Past the Poutine Podcast. Today we have a very special guest. She is a Asian girl born and raised in Germany. She's Korean and her name is Minjay. Hi Minjay, welcome to the podcast. Hi. <laughs> thank you so much for coming on. Hi, thank you for letting me yeah. talk. Oh my god, you're kidding? Uh, please, please talk. Please, please say as much as you can. I love it. So the reason we're, we're having this uh Today, so today I thought I'd get you on the podcast because you know we have this coronavirus going around the world, right? And from a Vancouver perspective, it's not really a big deal here because I feel like Canada in general, Canada's like we're gonna contain the virus, so no worries, right? So for me personally, um, we don't really talk about coronavirus here, but I heard uh, in in your case in Germany, it's a little bit different so so first of all what 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 are german people's perception of coronavirus and uh let's talk a little bit about that first like for me personally i don't really watch news on a daily basis so i heard of it but i didn't really think it was a big deal because okay it was another new flu or whatever that came up but then i kind of realized german media um paid a lot of attention to it it was big in the news like headlines like um oh new virus from china always putting in the word (laughs) china in the headlines making sure everyone knows it's an asian virus yeah yeah. that's what they also did with ebola right everyone's like it's the african virus yeah so who cares where it comes from you know like i didn't care and i never really gave it any thoughts and then I kind of on social media, it came up more and more. And I was like, why? And then like for for Germans, they were like, I think it's mostly maybe young people. I don't know. When they're on social media, they get into contact with a lot of, let's say, also fake news. <laughs> I was just going to use the word fake news earlier. But but yeah, yeah, and I kind of felt like people were panicking, kind of. Germans are very good in like panicking about stuff. Is that is that right? I, that's what I feel like about new things, you know. Oh, cause cause my perception of Germans is like they're pretty cold, they're pretty cool, and then they're very skeptical. They're like ugh, but you know, very critical. So so it's very shocking for me to hear you say that. So how are people kind of dealing with coronavirus right now? You know, I work at school, and like during the day, I'm not really outside, but what. I have like heard and seen is actually students crying because they were worried of the coronavirus because they were scared. What? I didn't know, but there was like there are some cases in Germany now that are in hospital. I think in Bavaria, which is like really oh. far away from here because I'm in the west. And mm-hmm. I had this one student who really started crying, and I was like, "Why are you crying?" And she just told me she was so scared. Because she was going to Bavaria in a few weeks with her family, and yes. and there were people who had the coronavirus, and I was like, "Girl, you don't have to worry. It's just a person who's in hospital who maybe has the virus." But yeah, that's crazy. A, a little kid, like you teach uh, kids. She's like ten. Oh my god, she's crying because oh what? I have also heard from other Korean or Asian friends that. <laughs> they feel really uncomfortable going out because like even in the train 
people would stare at them. I had a friend, she was talking to her husband in Korean on the street. She got filmed by like random German people being like... Just because she's, she's speaking Korean? Yeah, and then they were telling her, oh, you're shitty Chinese, you have the coronavirus. And they made a video of her. What? Yeah. What? That's crazy. I oh know. My, so, no, that's so insane to me because if someone did that here... It would like go viral and everyone would be like, find this person who took the video, post their job, post their address, like, yeah, like set them on fire. <laughs> that would never happen. People are like downplaying everything, I feel like. It, it sounds like they're downplaying like the racism, but really upplaying the panic of like, yeah, you know, it's like selective um, downplay and upplay, it sounds like. I don't know if you have... I don't know if it was in international headlines, but I also read that there was a Chinese student in Berlin who got attacked by two people because of the virus. What, what happened? Like, was she just walking? Uh, I think it didn't really say why they attacked her, but it said something like it was a Chinese university student walking around, I don't know, during the day. She got attacked by like two people who kind of spat at her and beat her, um, whatever. What? Yeah, in the midst of all this corona thing. Uh, have you experienced anything personally? Like, have you have you felt like the after the coronavirus came about, did you feel like Germans acted differently towards you? Or was there sort of a shift in attitudes? Yeah, I did, actually. Like, I never what? thought about it. And then I was like, okay, it's just in the news, blah, blah, blah. And then, like, one day um, <laughs> in the hallways, like... One of the high school students, one of them that I didn't know, um, said coronavirus to me, just randomly in the hallways. Oh my god. And, yeah. How do you, how do you even respond to that? Because you're a teacher at the school, so you can't, like, necessarily, like, bark back or anything, right? Oh, difficult. But it's not the first time that... Things like that happened to me in the hallways. So are you one of the few Asian teachers at your school? Yeah. There's not many Asian-looking teachers in general in Germany. After that, you know, you kind of notice when people cough, you know, on purpose, right? <laughs> yes, I know what a on-purpose cough sounds like. <laughs> and you know what it looks like and what it sounds like. And that also happened yeah. to me that students that I didn't know... Um, passed me by and then they started coughing like on purpose but I can't really stop them and be like why are you coughing on purpose you can't react necessarily but I noticed that <laughs> the, what the, what's wrong with that student <laughs> uh, yeah that's my question as well <laughs> I love your reaction you're so like you're kind of cool about it too because I feel like no okay maybe, maybe you come off really cool right now because like i feel like in vancouver if a white kid did that to an asian teacher we have a lot of asian teachers actually in vancouver um yeah so if a white kid did that i feel like the whole school would shut down like like the teacher would go to the principal there'd be a they would call everyone in school have an assembly make an announcement about how that's inappropriate but it, i guess in germany that wouldn't happen to raise awareness about it before the coronavirus already but nobody really reacted. They are always like shocked. What? That happens to you? Oh, I can't believe it. That's so rude. That's it, you know? And I'm like, uh, people? That's what I call racism. 
that's uh, uh, that's my that's my daily experience. You tell them, and then people are so shocked. Yeah, that's the tough thing about growing up, like not white or the majority in like whatever country you're in, because I feel like you have to explain yourself and how you feel and the experiences you go through to everyone around, because everyone around they don't know what it's like to. I don't know, look different and then maybe be treated differently. Although on the inside, we feel the same, right? Like I feel very white, I feel very Canadian, but no one treats me that way. So then that makes me start questioning my own identity. Like, am I Canadian, right? Even though I was born and raised here, right? And stuff like that. So yeah, I'm so sorry you have to go through that. Oh my God, that's crazy. It was very dramatic yeah. like two weeks ago. Now I'm kind of calm and like... I don't know, whatever, but... Yeah, you sound very calm now. <laughs> but still, yeah, if you would have asked me like two weeks ago, I would have started crying. <laughs> oh my God. Uh, yeah. So like, because I heard, I also heard in the UK, similar things are happening. Like I was watching this one YouTube video with this girl um, and she was saying how she went to a restaurant in the UK with her other friends, they're Korean. And then the waiter would go up to them and be like, are you guys Chinese? Right? And then the girl would be like, no, we're Korean. And he'd be like, oh, okay. But then the waiter would be like, wait, but isn't Korea very close to China? And I was like, oh my God, they're just at a restaurant trying to eat. Like, give them a break, you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah. So, but that yeah, happens so, here a lot. Really? That happens too in Germany? Yes. There was like this huge thing. Um, um, in Cologne, there's like, or there are so many Asian supermarkets and... There was like this Chinese supermarket. Um, the owner, he posted it on Facebook and he actually said it was like two weeks ago, I think. Um, he had like no customers at all because of that, like no like mm. white customers. And right. he he was telling like on the talking on the radio and be like, there was this mom with her, I don't know, 10 year old kid. They came in, they put on and the mom told the girl to put on her scarf over her nose and mouth yeah and said okay let's hurry and then when they paid the girl was asking her mom mom do like all chinese have the virus and the mom just ignored it and then they just rushed out that's like basically the summary of what happened and it was huge oh like in rate on radio on social media what, like what what were the people's reactions to that story I think people were like really disappointed, maybe shocked, angry. I don't know. Like people, like a lot of people showed like, like they couldn't understand why. But it's just one example of so many single, you know, situations that happen, and people like... don't talk about it. Yeah, I th- I think like a lot of people say America and Canada is like so racist because all we do is talk about race right but i think if we have a problem it's it's good to talk about it and figure out its roots and then maybe we can all come to like a certain understanding but it sounds like in germany people are kind of like just just ignore it like oh my god that's terrible that shouldn't happen but then like they don't talk about it and really get deeper and maybe because they keep like dancing around the topic it never fully gets resolved that's kind of what it yeah for like for me personally it does feel like that maybe maybe <laughs> other asian germans don't feel like that i don't know i have talked to others as well but for me yeah. personally like i don't know and also like my little sister she's in 12th grade 
And she also mm-hmm. tells me about these situations at school. She she's a, at a very very like German school. Yeah. Not that many. And, and what kind of experiences is she is she going through? It's really sad because like it was before like it was during the week when these things happened to me, and she was mm-hmm. telling me that she was planning to go out, uh, to town with some like, Korean friends. So I said, okay, you're gonna be a group of Asian girls walking around in town. Maybe there oh. will like there will be something that happens yeah. to you. We we don't know. And then the girls were like, okay, we know, we're prepared for it. We just said already. <laughs> And you know, in Germany, you have this very strong hooligan culture as well. There's so hooligan culture. Yeah, like so many. What is that? Like What soccer. That? You know, drunk people on the train. Being really loud. You call you call it hooligan culture. That's so funny. Yeah. <laughs> and she actually, they they were just on the train and there were like seven, eight um grown men drunk, and they started like um verbally attacking them. What what were they saying? Uh, you shitty Chinese coronavirus, all these things, laughing about them. You know, mocking them, and my sister, yeah. she's really like when it comes to these things, she also mm. needs to say something. So she, uh, went up to them and told them to stop because it's racist and they should stop, which is not funny, whatever, and they wouldn't, um, stop. So they were just, um, being like, okay, you you brought the coronavirus here. We're gonna have a corona beer. Um, you're all Chinese, whatever. Wow. And my sister just said, "Okay, please stop. It's not funny, whatever." And they wouldn't stop. And then they got louder, I think. And then oh my god, she told me that there were like other people on the train as well, but they didn't really say anything, so they just mm-hmm. ignored it. And then there was like a group of guys, I think four guys, who intervened, who came up. And said, "Hey, that's racist. Stop it!" And then you know, clash of men. They kind of <laughs> got louder. Clash of men. <laughs> I love that. I love that. And they okay. got louder, yeah. and then it ended up in a fight, or like fights oh and violence gosh. on the train. My sister's friends were like crying. They were, I mean, obviously they were scared. One of them, mm. one of them is even like a Korean American exchange student. What? I feel so sorry that she has to experience、oh、something like that. Yeah, and they had to call the police. They went to police station, and the guys wouldn't stop attacking them verbally. Whatever, that's what they.、Wow. Yeah, that's what happened like last weekend. And this is someone. This is your sister. This is not even a story you heard on the news or like. So imagine all the other stories that we're not hearing about, right? Did your sister tell you how the Korean American student paralleled this kind of racism in Germany to the racism she might face in America, or maybe she doesn't face a lot of racism in America? Because this is pretty like intense. <laughs> yeah, I don't think that she has experienced something like that before. I don't. I don't know,、right. but I don't think so. Yeah, she was. Yeah, I know that she was shocked. This. Kind of parallels like stuff I've read online because in Canada we don't have a lot of black people,、uh, but I read a lot of stuff about like race and it's mostly an American issue. But it kind of parallels like when you were saying 
to your younger sister like oh she's going out with her a group of asian girls so she has to be careful right it reminds me of like when black women have to talk to their black sons about being black you know what i mean it's like okay listen i know you're a good boy i trust you but people are gonna look at you and they're gonna have these assumptions about you and you have to be careful and you kind of basically have to watch how you act because just because of your skin color people are gonna come at you right and 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 it's so crazy that you are having kind of this conversation with your your sister in germany right like that's insane yeah we talk a lot about these things she yeah she also experiences those at school like well, so yeah what, what are, what's her experience in school like, like she also tells me that sometimes teachers would make like you know asian jokes but like it's not jokes <laughs> like for us it's not jokes uh, can i ask you what it was like growing up um korean uh, in Germany like what was it like uh, you know being a little kid like did you have to come out as Asian or did you kind of knew you were Asian when you were young because I didn't know I was Asian until I was like 14 oh really <laughs> no because I grew up in a very like Asian heavy area oh. And then it wasn't until my family moved me outside to the suburbs where I was like, oh, I'm Asian. Because the area I lived in from 14 oh, onwards okay. is very white, like 95 plus 98 percent white. OK. Right. Okay. At the time when I lived there. So I was like I went from a school that was like 80 percent Asian to a school that was like one percent or 0.5 percent oh, not white. I think that doesn't so, even exist here. Oh, your Germany's that multicultural. No, I, I don't think there are any, or I think there's like oh, one international school where there are a lot of mm-hmm. Koreans, but I mean, it's a private school. It's not like a normal like a school, public but school, like, yeah. no, I don't think like when I was younger, there was no like Asian neighborhood. Really? Oh my God. Okay. So, so, so what was it like growing up then? Like you must've always, you must've always known you were different. I was because like when I was young, I always heard those words kind of like ching i don't know yeah what they say but it's like when they refer to your eyes oh yeah like slanty eyes. yeah yeah yeah. so often when i was young and i always hated being asian (laughs) i always and you know like i think in the u.s um like Asian people also have like american names right it's like i don't know katie Yang or, yeah 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 exactly but Kevin here, Kim is my favorite <laughs> yeah but here yeah. it's not common so I always had a different name I always made up a German name and I said that's my German name but it wasn't you know I oh did it feel weird when people would call you that name you made up no I wanted to be I don't know I chose like a very German name and I was like mm-hmm. guys from now on you call me like that <laughs> And, like, when I was younger, nobody called me by my, like, real name because, you know, pronunciation, you know, people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Yeah, I really hated it when I was younger. But, I mean, I still went to Korean school and we also went to Korean church. So, there I had, like, my Korean friends. But other than that, it was quite, like, not that pleasant. So, I guess Korean school and Korean church was kind of a place where you you felt did you feel normal when you were there there yes yes because there i had my korean friends and then i had my german friends at school 
Right. Like, so you're kind of shifting through these two different um, worlds, right? Yeah. Where, like, yeah. you know, I get to, like, be my Korean German self. And then at school, you're like, I'm German only. And yeah. my name is this name. So so I'm guessing at the Korean church, you were Minje. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But at school, you were, you know. Everyone called me Mimi because it was Mimi. easier. <laughs> Are your parents very assimilated into Germany? Like, are they very German? Or are they no, very not Korean at all. Or? They're so Korean. Really? Yeah, they're so they're so conservative and they're so Korean. <laughs> like, so I heard in Germany, you guys you guys don't eat lunch at school, right? Because school ends at like one. Is it? Yeah, now it changed, but when we were younger, we didn't have lunch at school. So you never had to, you never had to worry about the, because I know like in America, Asian American kids, we always talk about how like, we always are so embarrassed by our parents like packing us rice. You know, we had to eat rice in front of our white friends. No, my right? parents like, actually packed it for me for breakfast. <laughs> oh, so you have to pack your own breakfast and then, so what would you be eating for breakfast? You know, the Korean kimbap. Oh, my mom kimbap. always loved making that, but I hated it. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, whenever you open it, you know, the smell is different. The smell. Everyone's yeah, like, oh yeah. my God, what is that? Oh, ew. <laughs> There's like algae and, you know, back yeah, in the days, nobody yeah. really knew Korea. What, what are, so they were like exactly. Chinese food, Chinese food. So everyone's Chinese yeah. again. Yeah, yeah. And like my dad always loved making fried rice for When you would bring kimbap to school, um, you know, obviously, I, I feel like you probably like the taste of kimbap, but you didn't like eating it in front yeah, of your friends. Yeah, yeah, exactly, right? exactly. So, so um, did you ever tell your mom, you're like, mom, like, I love kimbap, but can you, like, make me a sandwich? I, I don't know what German food is. Like, like what, what's Yeah, it's like German bread like? with, like, German cheese, bread, yeah. ham, salad. Yeah, that's what I told them every time. But sometimes, like, my parents didn't really care. Or sometimes I feel like they didn't really understand the problem. They're probably like, why? why just, just eat your, your food. You're five. Just just go to school. Yeah, eat your yeah, food, yeah. Right? that's what they always said. And then, like, later on, I changed school to international school. Mm-hmm. So there were more, like, there were more Japanese people. So they all brought their bento that's when I started yeah. feeling comfortable. And then I told my dad, okay, yeah. now you can make me my Korean bentos as well. <laughs> but before I changed school, it was really, uh, I didn't like it. Yeah, it's funny. With the Japanese kids, they're probably bringing their onigiri and you got like, I got my samgak kimbap, right? Yeah, it was, and it <laughs> same, was, same, but yeah. different. <laughs> what point in your life did you kind of start accepting your Koreanness or the fact that you're not like white German? Maybe at university? Yeah, what, what changed in that situation? I moved out and I moved to another city. So I knew nobody there. And I think, you know, I had to make new friends from zero. You know, since I studied to become a teacher, it's a very, very German subject. I'm always right. like the only Asian in my, you know, like in your, where, wherever you are and within like the next 10 feet. Right? Yeah, because if I would have studied, I don't know, economics, it's more international. Like now, I don't feel Korean and I don't feel German. I don't know what I am. Yeah, yeah, me, that's me. That's me. That's totally me. Because like my whole life, people are like, 
you're not Canadian. And then I was like, okay, fine, fine. I'm not Canadian. I'm going to yes. move to Vietnam, right? And then I go to Vietnam and they're like, you're not Vietnamese. And I was like, I don't know what's happening. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Please someone accept me. <laughs> the same. Sometimes I wish there was like a country for all of us who are like in between. <laughs> like my own passport with my own oh, symbol. My <laughs> just like a country for like the leftovers or like kind of. <laughs> i don't know what they would call us because you know oh my god that's true i don't know if that happens to you as well but when i like talk about like german i don't know culture or whatever mm. i say yeah identity them, or, them, yeah. the germans but then when i talk yeah. about like korea or korean society whatever aspect i'm like yeah yeah the koreans i'm not included <laughs> You talk about it as like a third party, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, even though you can move back and forth between both, but you don't feel like you belong in either. It, yeah, it's kind of yeah. like they're mutually exclusive groups. Yeah, yeah. So where do you belong, right? Oh, I totally know what you mean. Uh, so have you been to Korea? I think like last time I went there, you know, I have a lot of freckles and like I never really cared. But then all my mm. relatives were like, oh, you need to laser your freckles you have so many freckles and then i was so shocked i was like yeah what i need to get them removed what and that's when i yeah yeah i always liked them and now i really want to get them removed i don't know (laughs) oh really (laughs) oh no and i don't know i always feel like i kind of always change between like the western you know the natural way of yeah of like accepting myself and like and then i have these days oh my god koreans they all look so perfect i need to be like that as well and then i go back and forth and i don't know that's okay that's so funny um yesha brought a really good point i want to talk about this which is um i know in germany well i don't know but what i've heard in germany is like people german people really uh, respect and praise like natural beauty right yeah they do like like i like, I feel like Germans are not very superficial. Yeah. Like, they're very, like, they're not superficial. They're not fake, right? They're just mm-hmm. like, this is who I am. Mm-hmm. And, like, I'm not going to be fake to be your friend. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to look, uh, try to look a different way I'm not because yeah. society thinks I should, right? They're very, like, authentic, I guess, you or genuine, you could say. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas I feel like the exact opposite <laughs> is, is Korea, right? I not to say know. that Korean people are, like... No, inauthentic or whatever, but I feel like Korea places an incredible amount of emphasis on status they do. and money and comparison and competition and, and all of that. Mm-hmm. And then, so it's so funny because you're Korean, but you're born and raised in Germany, but you have like really conservative parents. Mm-hmm. So you're, I feel like you're literally at opposite ends of the pole when it comes to like, where should I think? Like, like what, what mm-hmm. is right? Like, should, like, I, I like my freckles. I never see anything wrong with them. But I'm also Korean and Koreans, you know, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's just like really what is right and what is right. That must be so confusing for you. And it still is because whenever I visit my parents, <laughs> my mom's like, oh, you gained weight. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, oh yeah. you shouldn't wear that. You look fat in that. Oh, you should start working out muscles. No, they're not feminine. <laughs> and then I always Guys get into like this that. crisis, you know. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> like I don't know what to do. Uh, so, so when you're in, <laughs> when you're in Korea, do you feel like privileged or people like how do how do Koreans view Germans? Because in my experience, mm-hmm. uh, I uh, I went to high school like in the very white area, and then we had German exchange students okay. come in for like six months, and my school is full of Korean international students, mm-hmm. and there was one German guy that 
all the Korean international student girls like <laughs> fell in love with right I, I i don't know i don't know why like they were okay. they were super obsessed with him like i think it was because he was like six four or something he was oh. like very tall uh he was a very nice guy too uh so they were all in love with him and i was just like okay and then and then they but i think it wasn't so much him but it was because he was german and they were obsessed with this concept of germany and germans in general right and i also mm. heard this other story later on um of a, a Korean girl at my school who dated an Italian guy. Okay. And then when she would tell her friends, like her Korean friends, she would be like, he's Italian, but he looks German. Like, that's oh. how she would advertise him. Because, so for me, I've heard of, like, Koreans just really being, like, praising German looks yeah, or something. maybe. So I don't know. Is, is that true? Like, did you have any experience with that when you were in uh, Korea? Like, so you're from Germany, and they're like, wow, Germany, you know, yeah. great cars, great machinery. Yeah, yeah, that's what I, yeah, that's always the reaction whenever you talk about, like, yeah, you speak German or you're from Germany. But yeah. I think they kind of have this <laughs> unrealistic image of Germans, <laughs> like yeah. being the tall, blonde, blue eyed. Totally. organized punctual yeah uh, reliable person i don't know maybe yeah but yeah the reaction was always positive there was a video i think it was released a couple of years ago it was about a korean girl who moved to germany and basically she moved to germany with this idea of like wow germans are beautiful and organized and like progressive and all mm-hmm. of this and then the whole video was <laughs> i think she had lived there for over a year and then she was just like oh my god germans are so racist <laughs> like I, I like like they're calling me chink on the train like like she just because because you know, i think it's a big shock for her too is like because she's born and raised in korea and korea is the second most homogenous country in the yeah, entire world yeah, right yeah. so she has no idea what it's like to feel different mm-hmm, mm-hmm. right if anything she's being she's the one that's saying other people are different mm. Right. Whereas like, you know, like people like us, right, Asians born and raised in the West, we've only ever been different. So we automatically have this empathy for people that feel different. It doesn't matter what group they're in. It doesn't matter if it's with race or disability or mental illness. Right. Yeah, we have yeah. that like, oh, you feel different and people don't understand you. Whereas like when she, that Korean girl moved to Germany, she was like so shocked by mm-hmm. the racism. That must Which be I, I don't shocking. Know, it's right. Because like, yeah. Because there are so but, many different like ethnic groups here. Like mm-hmm. in, in Europe in general. But Germany, right. yeah, especially Germany. Uh, what, what are German expectations? Because like, I can compare it to like white people in Canada. Mm-hmm. And white people in Canada is like, they're pretty open. They talk to their kids. Like, I love you. They talk about sex with their parents. Like, oh it's God. insane to me, right? <laughs> it's crazy, right? So I don't know how to like white germans talk to their white german kids like is it the same as in canada are they that open i think most of them are very open and it's not really restricted to like one career path i would say like people are more like in general like uh fulfill your dreams whatever uh, be individual Mm -hmm. Um, right but i also know that there are parents that want their kids to you know go to university Maybe, like, to take over their business. But then there are mm. still a lot of parents who let their kids do whatever they want to, kind of. Spoil them a lot. Uh, like, that's what yeah. I feel like. Or that's okay, what so I it saw. sounds pretty similar. 
Yeah, yeah very okay. open okay. and very understanding. Did, did you wish you kind of had that relationship with your parents? Of like, course, you that, yeah. Right? Yeah, always, yeah. always. I feel like uh, my lack of uh, communication, I guess, with my family because they're like very via. Like my dad is like super via. Like I, I didn't realize how via he was until I went to Vietnam. Okay. And then, <laughs> yeah. What does that mean? So like super via. Oh my god, I didn't know what that meant too. Because I was like, why is my dad just like an angry man oh. that doesn't talk to me and oh. like yells all the time, right? Okay. And, and then when I went to Vietnam, I was like, oh, my dad is just a normal Vietnamese guy because they just, like, old <laughs> Vietnamese men, they're just, like, angry, they smoke, <laughs> they drink, they glare at people. So I always took my dad's glaring very yeah, personally, yeah, yeah. right? I'm like, oh, why is he always glaring at me? And then when I went to Vietnam, I was like, oh, every man is glaring at oh. me. It's just their look. Their resting face is, like, glaring, <laughs> oh. right? And and his harshness, his mm-hmm. abrasiveness, his lack of emotion mm. was... It's very normal in Vietnam. Yeah. Like, I took it very personal. I was like, "Oh, my dad never loved me. My dad oh, doesn't know how to communicate. My dad, blah blah blah, <laughs> right?" And then when I went to Vietnam, I was like, "Oh, he's just a normal Vietnamese man. I'm not special." Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And I think that only really like my understanding of that only really changed when I moved to like lived in Vietnam for a year, mm-hmm. uh, because if I, I felt I feel like if I had never gone to Vietnam, I would have never understood that. Right. I would have maybe lived my whole life being like, wow, my relationship with my dad is so unique and special because he doesn't love me and he doesn't care about me. Right. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't until I went to Vietnam that I was like, oh, he is just a normal Vietnamese man. Right. It's not that he didn't love me or anything. It's just this is how Vietnamese men express love. This is like the default. This is the baseline. My dad is actually very average. But did it change? Like, how is it nowadays? Because I feel like maybe it has changed in Korea. Oh, the the relationship that parents have with their kids. That's what I feel like. Like now parents, like compared to like my parents generation, I think it's very different. Like, that's what I feel like. I th- I think so. I think so. Because now it's they have like, now mental health isn't so stigmatized. Yeah. So I think people are more willing to talk about it. Um, actually, I met this Korean dad the other day in uh, Canada. Okay. Um, he's like a newcomer to Canada, and he I think how old is he? I, I don't know. I think he's like forty, forty five or forty six or mm-hmm. so. I don't know. I don't know how old he is. Anyway, his kids are teenagers, and then we were having a conversation about like how. Um, Asian parents in Asia raise their kids versus how uh, white Canadians raise their kids here in different mm-hmm, values mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And then he was saying how he his parents were super strict, right? They were so strict that they made him like become an electrical engineer. <sighs> and now he completely abandoned that and then uh, went into like a different field, okay. working in a non nonprofit, actually making like almost zero money. Oh. Um, but he loves his job, and because of that change in himself, mm-hmm. he's actually treating his kids quite differently mm. like you know allowing them more freedom and mm. uh, because because he was pushed so hard to go into academics and then being so miserable being so stressed mm. right drinking so much soju after work all the time that he's like i don't want this for my kids so so yeah i think it's a different generational thing he's like 40 something so yeah. you know my dad my dad is also 70 something too mm-hmm. right okay. so yeah. so i get i get the whole like old school generation yeah. like but now i mean now we understand but when i was younger same same for you. Yeah. I mean, how would a child understand that, you know? Exactly, exactly. So I think what's interesting now is uh, I've talked to a different dad, too. I didn't release this episode yet. How do you always soon. talk to all these dads? 
I subconsciously attract uh, old men. No, I'm just, just kidding. Or not kidding. I don't know. Um, yeah, so he is a new dad. So I asked him about what it's like being a dad because he grew up half in Hong Kong, half in Canada. Right, so he understands the, the Hong Kong Asian mm. like discipline. But then he grew up like went to high school here. So he he has two kids. And then he was saying how... Um, I asked him, I was like, how are you going to raise your kids, right? Because you, you understand both cultures and how they affect both kids, right? Mm. Or how they affect the kids. So he's like, you know, I'm, I'm going to try to take, like, the best of both worlds, right? And I think yes. maybe that will be the new parenting. Because, you know, the, the thing with, like, the very Western way of raising your kids, like, just let them run free like a like a cow in a field, right? Like, I, I don't think it's a good thing. <laughs> yeah, right? Exactly. So, but then also the, the compare the the converse is that like the super strict yeah, Asian like no freedom thing is also not very good. So yeah, I think like with our generation, like people like us, like we kind of we know both sides mm-hmm. and we kind of know what's good about both sides. And then if we have children in the future, then maybe we can try to incorporate this more holistic yeah, um, parenting method, <laughs> right? Hopefully, it will be so interesting to see how the next generation uh, changes. It is because I feel is. like our our generation we're the last generation to play um outside in the dirt before the internet came out you know what that's I mean? true that's true the 90s right because yeah did, did you play it did you but your of friends course. are super strict like korean conservative did they let you play outside by yourself when you were young um not until late but during the day yeah yeah right but I, I mean i played outside until i was like in seventh grade i don't know that was normal nice, yeah 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 exactly but now it's like you're on your it's the kids are on your crazy. phone. It's 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 hard to get kids outside nowadays. I you feel don't like. really see them. At least, <laughs> yeah, like playgrounds are so empty. <laughs> exactly. So so I feel like our generation is interesting because we know what it's like to grow up like playing outside in the dirt, but we also know what it's like to grow up with phones that's true and internet we know both yeah we know both sides yeah we know both sides right and then the generation after us they will never know what it's like to grow up without the internet like i literally when my my brother had his son Mm -hmm. um that kid was touching an iphone from like you know a couple months in in the game right maybe a year old right not all the time but still like he has he's holding a device and he's pressing it and it's changing Right. And it makes sounds and all of that. Right. Like we I remember when the phone first came out to us, like we were so excited about a stupid flip phone and you can play the game Snake on it. Right. We were we're like, well, we can play a game on this device (laughs) Snake. We're so stoked. Right. And then now kids, they're holding an iPhone, the most powerful, like supercomputer in this like small form and it can do anything. And it's voice activated. I hear my Mm. nephew go like, hey, Google what does this word mean? And Google mm-hmm. will talk back to him. Like, when my, my nephew's, like, so young, right? I'm like, Man. I feel like the, the newer generation, they also won't go through as much of a struggle as we went through with our identity. Because it's going to be more normal. Like, people are getting used to it. Because, like, I feel like our generation, our age, we're the first wave of this, like, Asian, Western Yeah, living, thing, like, in... Right? other countries mm-hmm. exactly exactly so so it'll be interesting yeah oh mm. well, thank you for coming on the podcast thank you so much for letting me thank you everyone for listening to this episode of Pass the poutine podcast thank you my guest minjay for coming on thank you so much yeah i'll see everyone on the next episode bye Pass the poutine. Pass the poutine.